you're tuning in to Jam Happy Hour, a podcast with a heavy pour of wine and music presented by Jam Sellers. We're taking you back to December 15th of 2022 when we hung out with Andrew and Casey of The Drives. We chatted with them about the creation of the band, all about music and their influences, and got to hear some really great tunes. During this episode, we were kicking back with a glass of Smooth Butter Cab. You can find butter and all of our easy-to-love wine over at jamsellers.com slash buy, where we also have our super handy wine finder. Just pop in your zip code and get a list of all the stores in your area that supply our wine. We also have a deal for all you jam fans that are tuning in for today's episode. You can stock up on all your favorite wines and have them shipped directly to your door at no additional cost when you order six bottles or more at our jam store. All you have to do is head on over to jamsellers.com slash shop. Enter the code jamhappyhour at checkout and shipping's on us. So without further ado, grab a glass, sit back and get ready to jam out and wind down. This is Jam Happy Hour, poured by Jam Sellers. Welcome to the Jam Happy Hour. Hope you're having a wonderful evening tonight. I hope you are excited about some uh, music, some wine, some hanging out, just kind of enjoying uh, now that we are into the holiday season, maybe slowing things down just a hot little bit to just uh, hang out and uh, get to know the drives a little bit better who are joining us from uh, L.A. today. So uh, welcome in. Hey, Andrew, Casey, Hello. cheers. How's happy, it going? happy hour. Oh, my- happy, happy hour. Happy, happy hour. <laughs> oh, you got the butter <laughs> cab going. Nice oh, choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Cheers. Well, cheers to you. Thanks for jumping in with us uh, this evening. Uh, what I love about our jam happy hour is a lot of times it's your fans getting to know us a little bit better. It's our fans getting to know you a little bit better. But frankly, it's just an hour where we get to nerd out and talk about music. I hope you're okay with that. Sweet. Love it. Can't wait. Excellent. So there's normally a third. Uh, yes. Was he grounded yes. tonight? He's grounded. Yes, he's in big <laughs> he's trouble. In he's room. actually off off screen, just just watching us <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> That's not weird at all. <laughs> no, uh, no, he's actually he's our bass player. So we we're going to figure out. Initially, we we're going to maybe do a little the three of us, but then we didn't know how to like mm-hmm. the acoustic bass thing. Kind of, we didn't really know the best way. It just ends up him just kind of sitting there and not right, you know, participating, or you can't really hear it as much. Sure. And then he also had to go out of town for um, with his girlfriend to visit their family and do vacation holiday Utah. things. Utah, exactly. Nice. So we gave him that. We gave him the week off. Actually, uh, well, we're so glad that you <laughs> yeah. guys are here with us. And if anybody gets a chance to check you guys out on the road when they see the third, now they'll know why. Um, so for somebody who hasn't experienced the drives before, uh, kind of tell me what your story is. Where did you come from? Like, how did you guys come together? Um, well, Casey and I here. Went to, we actually grew up together in, in uh, Orange County. Okay. So we all went to, went to high school together, and we were actually in rival bands <laughs> when we were in high school, which is pretty funny. He was actually, it's a long story, but basically Casey was a- was We were a, enemies. We were enemies. Musical yeah. enemies, like sharks and jets. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, it was funny because Casey was, I was in a band, and Casey actually transferred to our high school mm-hmm. uh, freshman year. And immediately was like the coolest kid in school. Sure. Which was very, very frustrating. He's like, no. And then started a rival band. Oh, um, yeah. So then it was like, so at first we were kind of, we weren't enemies, but we were definitely, we were sizing each other. Up. <laughs> we were sizing we were each other. Aware. Up. Yeah. 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 And then eventually by the end of high school, we were like, became friends first. And yeah. we're like, oh yeah, like we're both in bands. Why don't we like jam? And then we kind of started playing guitar. Like literally he came to my house every day after school for like two years. That is so cool. And we just played music in my bedroom and then started a band in high school. Mm-hmm. And then for college, he went to Berkeley and I went to school in New York. And then we um, went our separate ways musically. Grew. But stayed, you know. Yeah, stayed close friends. Yeah. And then when the, the band started, when we uh, post-college both moved to L.A., moved in with each other, and Gio, mm-hmm. the third member who's, who's absent, who's in timeout. <laughs> and then that's how the band started. <laughs> Did you ever think like those kids, like what would you tell those kids back in high school, like now, seeing what you're doing and, you know, seeing the music that you're putting together, which I'm sure is, you know, 20 shades of different than what you were doing in high school. But if like, if you two could sit down and talk to, you know, Andrew and Casey, you know, back in the day, what would you say to them? One Ooh, sentence. That's a Great question. That is a great question. What would I say to them? I like, would say, don't talk shit about that guy. <laughs> You're going to be in yeah. a band together yeah. at one point for a long time. You're going to be. Fr- I would say, <laughs> be nicer to that guy. Yeah, you're going to know him for. You're going to be friends with him for ten years. No, I think I would say. Um, I would say. Uh, don't. It's don't go too fast, mm. <laughs> or don't expect everything to go too fast. I think. 
I think we definitely had a a big the two of us at least for me I was we were very cocky young people what and we're like this is gonna happen like tomorrow oh and I don't gotcha. think I understood all the work that it would take to make a career in music and kind of follow that the through. learning the layers and I, I had to learn I guess. It wouldn't have mattered. I would have learned it. I wouldn't have listened to myself back then anyway. Right. So. Well, there's but I would have, I would have yeah. yeah, I would have learned that eventually, but I definitely was just like going really fast, hoping that everything was just going to just. Well, that's the beauty know, of music. I, I mean, it's, it's such a passionate thing that, you know, you either you have your favorite song or you have your, you know, your favorite riff or like with you guys, like creating music you love, you have your favorite song to play. And it's it's such a powerful feeling that, yeah, you want it all to come together like so fast and so quick. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. But the beauty of it is sometimes in the journey uh, getting to where we are now. So um for somebody who totally, maybe hasn't yeah. experienced uh, your music before, uh, I invite them to follow you on all of your socials and go check out the playlists on all of your favorite platforms. Um, but I would love to dive in on the music right away. So we can just kind of like set yeah. the tone for the evening. What song would you guys like to play for us first this evening, the Jam Happy Hour? <clears throat> That's a good question. Should we Let's start with Tell Me, I guess. Let's start with Tell Me? Yeah. Well, Tell Me was like, so the band started too was really just me and Casey mm -hmm. at the very beginning, just kind of like, Almost reconnecting because we moved in together, kind of reconnecting on on collaborating on music yeah. and just writing songs. And the first was just like me and him. This is the first song I think we wrote or second song we wrote. When you came back together. Like, yeah. Okay. And at first it wasn't even, there wasn't even a band. It was just me and him making music and we're like, let's record this and put it on SoundCloud. And then this is kind of how the band started was from this song. So oh, well, that's a perfect that's our biggest one. And it's still, it's just funny. It's still our most played song. That just crossed a million streams. That's last. awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, we recorded it a long time ago and then we kind of re-released it mm -hmm. way later, but it's still our most popular song. So yeah, we wrote a, it a long time it ago. It was on a Pizza Hut commercial. It was on too. a Pizza Hut commercial too. <laughs> yeah. Even better. I, I mean, love pizza. Anybody, yeah. Anybody yeah. who eats Pizza Hut, maybe you'll remember this song. Yeah. Excellent. Well, you're in the jam happy hour with drives. This is Tell Me. Enjoy. You called me on me again, you asked me if I can stay You know you've got me And I don't care I'll tell you anything you want to hear I'll probably drop it all and let you in If you tell me, you tell me Cause you've got me, I'm coming over Why don't you tell me your story Cause I'd tell you anything you want to hear Want to hear You're pulling down on your shirt And now we're having a drink But I don't want this You ask me if I can stay You know I can and I will You know you've got me And I don't care I'll tell you anything you want to hear I'll probably drop it all and let you in If you tell me, cause you've got me I'm coming over, why don't you tell me your story Cause I'd tell you anything you want to hear Want to hear Cause you've got me, I'm coming over Why don't you tell me your story Cause I'd tell you anything you want to hear Want to hear Got me I'm coming over, coming over. I'm coming over, I'm coming over. Cause you've got me, I'm coming over. Why don't you tell me your story? Cause I tell you anything you want to hear. Want to hear? Tell me your story. Tell me your story Tell me your story Tell me your story And off we go. The drives there and tell me the first yeah. song over a million streams, which is kind of crazy. When you start thinking about like numbers that big. Like who who in the group 
is like the numbers person who's refreshing and constantly checking what's getting, oh, hi, Andrew. 100% <laughs> me. Yes, absolutely. I am, yeah, all that. And uh, it was almost perfect that that would just happen because I had a, I've literally, I've played that song. We played that song more than any song we've yeah. ever written. And of course, that's the one song where I'm like, what's the first line of this song that I wrote? I can't remember. He was thinking of the numbers. Thinking of the numbers. I was just thinking of the numbers. I was like a million. And then I just was like false star. I was like, geez. Whenever I see that happen, I always think of uh, Michael Stipe. You know, uh, I used to, I was such an REM fanatic back in the 90s. Okay, cool. Uh, he would always have his lyrics in front of him. Music stand, lyrics, really? every song, every show. He always well, had them in front of him. awesome to hear. Because of that. And that. Yeah, I should probably know, he, do that. He, well, he embraced his yeah, ADD, his OCD, <laughs> his like all the things. So, yeah. you know, he... I yeah. got both of those. So, so you know, perfect. he'd be like squirrel and then like the lyrics would go. And yeah, so yeah, I always yeah. thought that was, I think yeah. it's a very cool thing. <laughs> I like that too. You know, uh, to bring it back to my other, um, to my, before we were in a band, my high school band, I had that, I had all the lyrics in yeah. front of me. But it was all covers, which is also strange. That well, I now it's also so funny. Like when you go to a show and like you see the singer like pull out their phone and like you can tell like the lyrics are saved on the phone. We're like, wait, <laughs> yeah, we're doing that now? Sure. I mean, like, okay, yeah. why not? Whatever it takes. I mean, if you had to guess, how many songs do you think you've written? Oh, like for this band like, or just in general in, my whole in, life? Oh, right. geez. So are you expected um, to know every lyric to every song you've ever written? True. True. Oh, thank you. Yes, I mean, that's true. Yeah, a lot. You've this guy over because he was um, he did production in college, so he was making like song after sure. song. I feel, like. and even after after school, you were just like just for, mm -hmm. for practice, like producing songs. You probably have, I would say, I don't, I don't. What would you estimate? Would you be able to estimate how many I have? How many songs like... you've made? <laughs> <laughs> like, a thousand plus, maybe like definitely right. thousands for but sure. You know what yeah. I like about that though, because I am a production nerd. I, I I'm a sound nerd. Oh, That's awesome. what got me. Like, I got into radio from a crazy like winning a contest to go see Oasis in London. Like, yay, awesome! But oh, that's it was so sick. <laughs> and we'll discuss it offline if you like. Um, but yeah, it was going into the to. radio station and seeing like the Adobe's and the Pro Tools and like all of the different things where you could take a sound and you could, you know, it was malleable and, and you could change it. You can, and I was like, what is that? Tell me more about that. Mm -hmm. Is that the kind of production that you're talking about? Yeah, that's oh, kind yeah. of like what I studied mm -hmm. at school. And like, I love all that stuff, too. Uh, just like manipulating yeah. sounds, how you could like, you know, change it into different things and like kind of, yeah, testing yourself of, like, what you could do. Is it kind of like a kryptonite thing, uh, though? Because, like, you hear stuff, like, obviously, like, you know, Andrew and Gio will be working on some music, and you'll hear it, but you'll hear it differently and, like, what it can be and where you can make it. And, like, is there, like, a little bit of a push and a pull going on there in that musical, like, songwriting relationship? Um, I would say it's a strength because I focus Ooh, so no much kryptonite. on the music and he focuses mm -hmm. on the lyrics. Um, so when I hear music, it's like I focus on the musical parts, like arrangement to production, yeah. mixing, whereas Andrew listens to the song and like the story. I hear the, sure. so. Or I mean, I do, but not to the, I mean, so it's actually funny you say that because Gio is this, is the same. Yeah. He's the same. Like way. same as Casey. Yeah. So he sees so all the both, layers. So they both are like fully layers and I'm just like. Story. We're a simple songwriter. But, <laughs> but I do feel like the luckiest, like songwriter i'm like in the luckiest position sure. ever because i have both of them so i literally get to actually just write the song and then them and then i can like say they're really awesome to work with because like they both produce and engineer or like help make the sure. song come to life from yeah. a production standpoint um and some of them like case will take the reins on some songs and g on the others and uh it's cool because i can like communicate with them within like weird ways because i don't understand like, the science of it always and i can just say like can you make this sound like orange right yeah and then they'll yeah. both understand yeah. what i'm saying which is that really is cool. cool and they're both just absolute masters at it that it's like yeah, almost it's in like a synesthesia kind of yeah, sense or do you see uh, music? i guess i shouldn't have chose a color okay. no i don't see i don't <laughs> i should have chose, i should have chose like I just use weird references. I'll so be like, like this sound fluffier. Oh, well, we all yeah. want that in life. Anything. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Touching that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get off the. the exactly. Okay. So, welcome into the Jam Happy Hour. Uh, this evening, we are hanging out with the drives tonight. Uh, we've got Andrew and Casey with us uh, with some songs to come. And obviously, hopefully, maybe you're kicking back and enjoying a nice little sip uh, with us uh, and just kind of getting to know the guys a little bit better and their sound. Uh, I would love to jump into a second song uh, to kind of keep the momentum yes. going a little bit. What would you like to play for us next? I, f- I feel like we're kind of going in. Maybe we'll go in like chronological order in a way. So are we still in fun. high school at this point, this or is, have we? No, we, we're, out of, we're out of college now, yeah. and like we know things. I'm going to play you the first song I ever <laughs> wrote when I was ten. No, uh, this is post. Yeah, this is the first drive, second drive song, nice. third drive song that we wrote. That is on. It's called "Am I What You're mm. Looking For." Listen, the recorded version sounds a lot different than this acoustic version, but it's still probably one of my favorite songs That's that we've written. So. Excellent. Well, am I what you're looking for uh, here in the gym? Happy hour with the drives. Thank you. Don't give me that look when you know I'm right. It's not like this happens all the time Is there something you want That I don't have I'm feeling older than I am Cause I don't mind If you don't care I'm trying to get to know you Any way I can Cause I don't know if you're looking for someone And I don't know if that could be me No matter what you're looking for Was it something I said? Made you change your mind I'm hoping you're thinking about me I wish I knew What's in your head I'm tired of hoping this works out Now I know what you've been going on about You thought that I can't see through you Well, I don't know if you know what you're looking for I guess for now we can drive around And I don't know if you're looking for someone And I don't know if that could be me Cause I don't mind if you don't care I'm trying to get to know you any way I can Cause I don't know If you're looking for someone And I don't know If that could be me Cause I don't mind If you don't care I'm trying to get to know you Any way I can what you're looking for That was really great. Thank you so much for playing that. I think that's something we can all kind of relate to, though, that that question of, like, what's happening here and, you know... Yes. It's an insecurity, I suppose. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of my songs still are about insecurities, <laughs> but definitely that that one uh um that was again written a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I'm now in a three year relationship, very mm. um not what's it called? Not um insecure about the relationship at all, but I definitely was about every relationship. You at found that what point. you were looking for. <laughs> right. I did. Thank you, thank you, Casey. Right. Um again, I think that's the beauty of songwriting is that it's it, because you do kind of find your own story within the songs mm-hmm. and that's you know you, you totally will gravitate to that do you are you comfortable with writing from that like truthful honest place of like 
here's my heart. I'm going to lay it out. This is what happened. Like, I'm going to own it kind of a thing. I Now I am. I was not at all, actually, for most of my life, which I think was also maybe that's what I would tell myself when I was oh, nice. a kid. Because I, I think that this band and this project with Casey when we first started mm-hmm. was um, the first time I started writing songs. Like, tell me and that song were the first songs where I wrote about, like, more honest and they weren't even that crazy. Just kind of like, am I what you're looking yeah. for? Like, who does anybody like me kind of thing? That was the first time I ever wrote personal, I guess, more personal stories and feelings. Did you find it cathartic? So I did. I did. And not as scary as I thought it would be. Um, but basically, yeah, I feel like I'm a lot more comfortable now. I mean, I started to write about mental health, which I was mm-hmm. also afraid to write about for a long time. I think I'm slowly, as I get older, um, peel, like, you know, able to... Come out of your shell. You come out of my shell. Well, like, yeah, like it was like, it was like a double entendre of, you know, coming out of your shell and also peeling back the onion and also, you know, being, yeah, I was going for you know, peeling back being the shell. comfortable, yeah. you know, with <laughs> being truthful. And I think like when, when music can be a very truthful thing, I think that just like doubles the connections a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think definitely. Yeah. So now at this point, I'm excited to see what I'll, what I'm down to write about, I guess, in the future. Cause I think it started off just relationships and then it slowly got into my actual life. Mm-hmm. Then the more, I guess, I guess it can be more and more into my insecurities, which are, which is Listen, cool. We all got them. And the songs I feel like sound, I'm more proud of them. So I think, uh, no, that makes that total sense. I mean, you're probably more, bit, not yeah. only more proud of the songs, but also more proud of yourself and, and with yeah, the guys yeah, yeah. in the process of putting it all together, because now, you know, You've got the dream team. You yeah. already said so yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and yeah, our last, our, we did our first EP. We released last year. We have our second one coming out in, in a few That's months. Exciting. But the first one, I had a song called OCD because I have struggled with like pretty, pretty difficult OCD my whole, like most of my adult yeah, life. And that was just a straight place. up just, but yeah, <laughs> straight up just, and I just called the song OCD, which I feel like I never would have done something like that before where I was open about my mental problems I yeah guess. no i would but. listen to that in a heartbeat because <laughs> uh, yeah I think, yeah and we'll definitely get into that uh, a little bit more because I, I i do want to dive Perfect. into that a little hot minute but you know thinking back to you know growing up and and, and before you considered yourself an artist or, or songwriter or a musician uh who are the artists that really kind of ignited that like whoa like musical passion in you Ooh, that's a good question like bef- you're saying before music, maybe before even? you before you maybe. were creating. Like it's like like I grew up in a oh, Motown oh. house, so got I heard it, a lot it, of Barry Gordy tracks. I heard a lot of uh, cool, you know, just temps and tops and harmonies and things like that. And you know, big sound, big musicality. So that's always kind yeah. of stuck with me. Like who were you listening to uh, in those influential years? Quick side note: I just went to the Motown Museum in Detroit last time I was, was there. It? it was awesome. Oh, and I have like a Barry Gordy book that oh, I got too. So have I'm you seen the stuck. documentary? Uh, um, Standing no, in the Shadow of Giants? So. No, I haven't. About the house band that. from Motown? No. That's I'm awesome. I'm sending it to you. I need to it's watch amazing. Okay, you have cool. to listen to it. Awesome. It. Okay, so anyways, um, <laughs> tangent. What? No, yeah, sorry. I had to just bring that up because it's literally, I saw the book when I was like leaving my room today. Um, <laughs> so for me at least, my parents, my parents are both huge like music like fans and like almost my dad's almost like like an amateur like music historian he always just tell me crazy facts and all okay. stuff so i grew up listening to his favorites when i was younger mm-hmm. so like definitely the beatles a lot sure. bob dylan a lot but then he would just show me kind of like weirder cooler stuff like he listened to a lot of talking heads and, and a lot of oh, that oh yeah so i had so i had i had that kind of like his taste mm-hmm. i think my mom's taste my mom like loves more like kind of pop music. Okay. She would listen to, like Todd Rundgren and stuff like that. Anyway, Is so she Todd would. Todd Rundgren so, really pop. I don't know. Well, the, <laughs> the songs I heard, I don't really know. <laughs> it was know it was enough, popular radio. You're okay. You're right. Yeah. I guess yeah, but I had that, and then my first time I got into music was was like pop punk. So I literally had my dad playing like the Beatles yeah. and I was playing Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. You can hear the influence so that in was, the music like, my, for sure. I mean, there definitely is like a pop oh, to, alt awesome. kind of a feel. Yeah. To what you guys are putting yeah. out and in pop all is like you know how top 40 is cyclical and you things yes. come back around uh we've definitely been more yeah. a, a rhythmic uh kind of uh, a, 
phase the last couple of years, but I'm hearing the pop off yeah. come back in a big way. And it's exciting. I'm very stoked on that. <laughs> resurgences of like the neighborhood and sweater weather coming back around. Mm. And uh, mm. obviously with Billy Eilish and things like that, like you guys have a very pop alt sound. So I always, like yeah. you said, I wondered if that was something that you were influenced by when you bring up like Blank and Definitely. Green Day and stuff like that. Like, yeah. clearly. What about you, Casey? That was my first, that was my first phase of music was pop. I was like a pop punk kid for sure. I was also the pop punk kid, Perfect. but I grew up um, listening to J-pop actually, because my mom is Japanese and she kind of was just listening to J-pop most of the wow. time uh, when I was growing up as a kid. I, I never had like, you know, a dad or a mom that showed me like the Beatles or sure. anything or Motown. You learned um, that so after the fact. Out, yeah. So I had to figure out for everything. My, my <laughs> I had to learn everything from his dad. Coming to my house every right. day. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I got... I went through like phases. I was really into like the Chili Peppers. I was mm. really into ACDC. Mm -hmm. I had like a huge ACDC phase when I went, like wanted to learn guitar and oh, stuff. Yeah. So you had a classic guitar kid. Yeah, thing. that's how I started, and then it went to like the pop punk, Blink One Eighty Two, Third Eye Blind. Oh yeah, to like another great yeah, one. like that kind of realm. Yeah, and yeah. Do you do you do you hear those influences when you're writing your songs and you're putting it all together? Is it something that you think about or you're just like it just magically kind of, you know, ends up in there because it's like a, like a Phoenix churches, like all these like new pop alt things. But I, I can love, hear it yeah. in the music that you're putting together now. Yeah, we love all that. So uh, that I, just made made me really happy. <laughs> those are two are like our all time. Yeah. I'm coming to uh, see a bunch of them and uh, out in your hood, uh, L.A. in January. So yeah, I'm, I'm a, I think we're going. Actually. Oh, you're going to be alter ego? I think oh, cool. so. Yeah. We'll oh, have yeah. to connect. Yeah. I'll be there for sure. For yeah, sure. Awesome. Chili yeah, peppers yeah. are going to well, be there definitely. too. Uh, yeah, I'm going out. The secret's out. I'm a, I'm a pop alt girl <laughs> myself. So yeah, uh, no. I, yeah. I mean, that's like yeah. Phoenix was the band too that we. Um, sorry, we're doing a lot of story time about Casey. And I. There <laughs> I is Gio is also in the band too. Yeah. No, but uh, we uh, our senior year was that or when we were in high school we went to um, Coachella and saw Phoenix play. Mm. Yeah, 2010. Yeah, and um, it was. Uh, like the best like experience ever yeah it was like i want to say like uh, that was when i think casey decided to go to like music school or something wasn't that the story yeah, that was like the time i decided i'm like oh i'm gonna do music like full-time as a like sure a profession we like, watched yeah fully commit uh after honestly on like after watching Phoenix. Yeah. And there was Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix That's album. So just, cool. It was like that whole record yeah. we had listened to all year yeah. long in high school and then went and saw them that show. And I remember Casey was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to be a musician. And I was like, I think I, I think I was like I think I'm just really drunk. Right <laughs> You're like, sure really cool. you are. You know, here all these years later. But you, know, you talk about you know having an album like that at a very transformative time in your life. And you know, I think back to like you know what's the story, Morning Glory, and you know that being like you know early college and it's like like gravitating because yeah, music does that. Does it freak you out that you could possibly be doing that for someone right now? Whoa, it doesn't. No, I mean, it freaks me out in, like, the best way ever possible, okay. I think. I don't, yeah. Because that's kind of, I feel like, always been, in a way, like, what's inspired me to, like, write, mm -hmm. I think, was always, I think I was always just trying to write songs that could be some, that could I, like, write, write songs that maybe someone would have a, even a fraction of the experience that I had with, like, Mr. Brightside. Oh, or, like, you know, some, I mean, something like that, one. like, I think... If I could even have one person in the world have a song I wrote feel like Mr. Brightside felt to me, which I don't know, that's I don't even know if that's possible. So but this is like, uh, yeah, that's kind of like what inspired me to. I want to, I think, write and release release music to people and not just do it in my bedroom, I guess. So yeah, it freaks me out in a good in way. In a good way, I think. Well, it's in an inspiring. Let's way. Uh, let's let's ride that positive wave then uh, into our third song here this evening in the Jam Happy Hour with the Drives, who are joining us from LA. Uh, so far, so amazing. Uh, what would you like to play for us next? Well, I say, I mean, this is like we're not. This wasn't planned. They're set list necessarily, but perfect segue. We're gonna play a cover, and this was another band that we saw. At yeah. Coachella, the same year that we saw the Phoenix okay. show. So this will be kind of perfect, I think. Sounds actually. amazing. What is it? Um, I think we'll just start playing. I think I love a surprise. It. Take it away. <laughs>
I'm feeling rough, I'm feeling wrong in the prime of my life. Let's make some music, make some money, find some models for wives. I'll move to Paris, shoot some heroin, and fuck with the stars. You man the island and the cocaine and the elegant cars. This is our decision to live fast and die young. We've got the vision. Now let's have some fun. Yeah, it's overwhelming, but what else can we do? Get jobs in offices and wake up for the morning commute. Forget about our mothers and our friends. We're fated to pretend. To pretend. I'll miss the playgrounds and the animals and digging up worms. I'll miss the comfort of my mother and the weight of the world. I'll miss my sister, miss my brother, miss my dog in my home. Yeah, I'll miss the boredom and the freedom and the time spent alone. But there is really nothing, nothing we can do. Love must be forgotten. Life can always start over new. Our models will have children, we'll get a divorce. Find some more models Everything must run its course We'll choke on a vomit And that will be the end We're fated to pretend To pretend To pretend To pretend I say yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah Oh, I like how All you right. slide that one in there <laughs> yeah. A little MGMT, Another a little time to pretend Love I love that, I love that song. Oh, like all the songs now, like I'm I'm rolodexing in my head. But uh, yep. jumping onto that theme, that time to pretend or being at a great show and losing yourself in a song. Um, when it comes to performing, and obviously the world is coming back around, we we get to perform like this, which is great. But also actual live music and actual audiences. Uh, what is your favorite part about playing live? For me, it's probably. I feel like I. It always go, it always goes so yeah. fast when I'm on mm -hmm. stage. I feel like it's like the moments before when I'm just there's not really any other feeling I can I can compare it to or like the butterflies sure. I guess. And then I think it's that I get a few moments. Maybe the more and more I play, hopefully this will change it. But I get like a few moments where I can like stop mm -hmm. when I'm on stage, where I can kind of take a moment and at least enjoy the moment for a second like a usually or something moment. or kind like of just, yeah, it. like, yeah, like realize what's happening and be like, this is so cool. I'm playing music with my best friends on a stage and people are watching us. That's the craziest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and I feel whenever I have that moment, which doesn't, I don't always get it. Sometimes I'm so focused on playing well and the music and, and not messing sure. up or something or whatever it is, or if, is that, is the, like, the sound good mm -hmm. or whatever so i don't always get to have that moment but when i do it's the best it's also really well fun. you know the sound's going to be good because you enjoyable. got you know casey and geo the sound guys well, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, truly is the yes. experience different for you casey because i mean obviously you're coming at it from a very technical mentality 
But what is your favorite thing yeah. about performing live? Oops. Um, mine would be uh, something similar. It's kind of, yeah, catching those moments when you're playing live. He needs live to refill his cavern. Everything. So, you know, you keep talking. Yeah. I know. Go. Maybe he has a little ASMR. Oh, right nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I think it's like those moments that, you know, you capture like, it, it happens like just randomly mm -hmm. when you know like the lights the the music like everything how it sounds it's just perfectly like in sync yeah. and when you when you find that and like when you hit that it's just uh it makes everything worth it you know all the stress from uh doing like all the troubleshooting sure. to make you know the live stuff work because i think geo and i both have to kind of deal mm -hmm. with that and they take the brunt of all the yeah it's not we have a different experience because yeah. you're like <laughs> I, i'm a little more stressed when it comes sure. to playing live but rightfully so because he's thinking about all the technological stuff and i'm just like but I'm here. the flip side yeah. of that is i mean obviously you got casey and geo <clears throat> you know that they, they've got that covered and you know that'll be on their worry list but then you've got your you know with the add and the ocd and all the things that are going yes, through your brain yeah. like i'm sure you're going a thousand miles per hour inside your head as well until the lights drop until the first yeah, chord happens yeah. and then you can yeah. just kind of like lose yourself in the moment yeah i think yeah definitely i think i'm also i get a little bit i would say i'm a little bit less nervous only because i'm like um i'm like almost not good at it but i'm but i'm but i'm <laughs> i'm really good no i'm <laughs> but i'm great i, See, I almost thing is i almost enjoy and have like and don't really get stressed out about messing up yeah. i don't think or things going wrong i think i almost am more comfortable in those waters when something's kind of going yeah. a little bit wrong i think i feel a little bit almost more comfortable Human? which is great now i'm just realizing that right now though well because he wants it to go right. perfectly I feel like, and it yeah. does whenever he does something without me, it usually goes perfectly. <laughs> but if I'm involved, it's going to be a little bit more. Geo would be cracking up right now, probably because <laughs> Casey and Geo, they're almost going to need to form a support group eventually. You're doing ASMR yeah. with wine pours. You know, Casey's <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah. my God. I think, <laughs> I think they have, yeah, my girlfriend, Casey, Geo, I think they all have like a support group of like, what, how to deal with being close to me, I think. <laughs> In general, not musically, just like in, in life. life and musically as idea. well, too. <laughs> um, I think, yeah. you know, with live music coming back around and it's so super exciting to be out to shows and, you know, there are going to be people that are going to be experiencing your shows for the first time. Um, mm. What is something that they can look forward to when they come out to to see the drives live? Ooh, another great <laughs> question. Um, I think that like our our favorite, I think for me, it's like what my goal for our show is to kind of do, I think that I want people to experience the, I don't want to say, cause yeah, those, the, I guess the same kind of experience that I felt when I saw those kind of more, those yeah. classic indie rock bands where it's simple. It's almost kind of mm -hmm. simple in a way where it's just guitar, drums, bass, and someone singing, but it has this like, uh, magical because it's not yeah it's something that just is is simple about it. it's not it's not because there are electronic elements here and there but the idea of it being this a more traditional i think live show i think is kind of are you, what you're saying musically rather than visually yeah no yeah i think i mean more more musically just a classic because i feel like i love bands that do that are very that have a huge like a high production value even musically but i think that ours is just it's almost like i want I think I figured out my answer as I oh, said good. all that. Is I think I wanted to feel like even if you're no matter where you're seeing us, you feel like you're at a house party show. Mm. I think that's kind of the intimate goal for me at least. Yeah, it's kind of intimate, and you feel like you're seeing yeah, a band in a, or like a local small. No matter where we are, just like a small little like club where you can really have the full yeah, experience. You can see all the instruments. You can see all the instruments that are being played. Because I love a good theatrical crazy experience yeah. but i think i also want to see more at least when i see a band i love it when it's just you see a three-piece sound like a three-piece and you're like this is so cool yeah i mean you know, I, I was lucky enough to, to to go to school in uh, chapel hill in north carolina and we had a couple of really great uh, clubs there cat's cradle and just like those classic 
uh, college wood bars that had great acoustics uh, that you kind of have that experience in. And uh, obviously between NYU and and Berkeley as well. I mean, you had to have those like venues that you just loved going to. Um, Have you had a chance to play them? Are you looking forward to playing them? Like, do you realize like when you walk into that space doing what you're doing now, like how much that is going to like like flip your brain? Yeah, I definitely did because I went to New- when I was like, going to school. I also just I think when I went to school, the Strokes uh-huh. were, had already been around, but they were I mean they were already massive. So it was like two thousand the two thousand tens, and I was just like I just want to go to all the places the Strokes right. played. And then it was ten it was ten years later, so it didn't really make it wasn't right. the same. But I remember I played Arlene's Grocery, mm. and I my punk band I had a punk band in, in college, and we played like Arlene's Grocery and we played, and then our band, we had a band for a little bit that played the Knitting Factory. We just played all over like these cool places that, that I just read about, I think, Mm -hmm. growing in Orange County. Um, And then, so I had definitely had that, but I was just trying to follow. McCabe's Guitar Shop? But they used to do like, I don't know. Any stuff out back. It was a long time ago, but just, just, I don't Sorry to throw you off your game. I was, no, you're good. I was just, but again, I was just like following in the footsteps of, these bands that I had read about or, or heard talk about places, but I was 10 years yeah. late, which is the problem. I was trying to do what they did. Oh, now you're doing what you 10 do. 10 years later, which is like, and now, and then, so now I've found my own, like, I feel like we found our own scene here in Highland Park and our own like community. But back in New York, I almost feel like I was just copying what other, what I thought people were doing, but there was probably something really cool happening when I was there. And I was just trying to play Arlene's grocery for, <laughs> Because of like for like because, yeah, fans that, because everybody else did too. <laughs> exactly. All right, well then there's here's a follow-up yeah. question for you. What venue do you want to play? I mean, I have my favorite venue, I think, is the Wiltern. I think oh, is my favorite that's venue. Good. Yeah, probably the Wiltern. In the, in the world, I think. I know we're now vision LA, board that thing though. Been, like, you know. Yeah, definitely. That'd be make awesome. it happen. What was uh yeah, because, what was your first concert? Ooh. Oh man! Do you remember yours? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> I do. My again. My dad was. My dad was like pretty cool. He took me to the Who. Oh, <laughs> nice one, Dad. In in like in like yeah, the late nineties, I guess, or something like whatever that was. We at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh wow! And like Ringo Starr's Ringo Starr's son was playing drums. I think it was it was crazy. Yeah, I mean it was like a Who or like whoever was. I'm not sure who was. Who and who was there? But <laughs> who? I'm not sure who was there. And Casey's like, I but don't my know. first like. No, I actually remember now, now, now that I think of it, but my first show was actually at uh, Chain Reaction. Sick. Uh, seeing like this, it, Chain Reaction is like a... Do you know a that very, venue in Orange County? I have not been to it's it. A, I've heard of it, but... Okay. It's like a very local uh, venue in Orange County that has pop like a very punk, strong... Right? Nice. Yeah, pop, punk, pop punk culture and like kind of scene mm-hmm. around it. And a lot of huge bands that are now huge uh, played there like in the sure. past. And... I remember it was my first experience of like, yeah, like I was growing up in Orange County. Everything was kind of, it's kind of like a bubble surf town Mm -hmm. there and everything feels safe. But when I went to Chain Reaction, I remember I was like scared because there was just like graffiti, like Sharpie stuff, like on like stickers everywhere, like anarchy. It's that anarchy. (laughs) It was that smell, that kind of like sweaty kind of. It really left an impression. Yeah, I know. I don't That's so great. I love the fog. Yeah, like the fog of like sweaty people. Like you could feel that wave mm-hmm. sometimes come in. Uh, I remember like going to that venue and being scared out of my mind. <laughs> and you couldn't wait to go back. <laughs> that's awesome. Wait, who'd you see? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? I don't remember who, oh, who cool. I saw. It was some like just punk, like pop punk, like band that was like, like Screamo or something. It was just like. That's awesome. And I, I remember I was just out of my element and it just scared, scared the shit my, out of me. Uh, honestly. My first concert was such a uh, just dichotomy and everything. It was Madonna, the Virgin Tour. Oh, wow. Nobody do math. Uh, okay. But the yeah. opening act was the Beastie Boys. I can't. Yeah. Wow. And it was right that's when, awesome. uh, awesome. that's, uh, that's if you're right, and License to Ill and all that stuff was coming out. So yeah. it's like, I thought Sick. I was going for this show and like, yay, Madonna. <laughs> and then I get yeah. my brain awesome. blown out by the Beastie Boys yeah. initially. And that is what yeah. I remember more than anything was just because it was such that musical surprise. And what I think is cool about live music yeah. is that, you know, people may be coming to your show and they're going to leave with a much different 
vision or, you know, impression yeah. or, you know, just kind of a, a feeling that you're going to you're going to give them, which I always think is super cool. So I'm so glad live music is back. I'm Absolutely. so glad we get to hang out and play together. We went Me on too. a tangent there, but I always find it yeah. very interesting to talk about like those those first live music memories of uh, yeah. like, where and now you're doing it and you're out there doing it and we're doing it here together. Well, I don't remember if this is but I do remember my cause I have two older sisters who like just showed me cool stuff yeah, my whole life. Lucky. And they're six and eight years older than me. And one of my sisters took me to a Ra Ra Riot show. Oh. Um, and that was when I was in early high school. That was like my first like indie cool person show. And I remember, I think that was at the Wiltern, I'm pretty sure. And that's probably why, I just realized that's probably why I like that venue so much. It was my did first, you realize how cool like, it was when you were there? Experience. Or did you yeah. realize it later? Uh, yeah. No, I, I was, I had a similar experience mm-hmm. to Casey in, in the, at, at Chain Reaction, except for me, it was like, hipsters and beanies and, and i was it was more like that i was like who are these cool people who have like mustaches i was like 13 probably I was like they have like 15 maybe mustaches and like beanies and they're all like wearing flannels and they're listening to this cool music and like what is happening i had no idea mind this blown. world of indie rock i guess or indie alt stuff existed i was yeah it's great i love that and i bought Robert Riot's record, I remember I listened to it. I my first like vinyl, I think. Oh, well, that. that's a whole different Anyways. line of questioning. We can get into it a little yeah, bit, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. want to jump back into the music for a hot second. Um, what yeah. song, again, it's the quickest hour in music, but um, we've got about 15 minutes left. I know, oh my God, that's it's crazy. weird, right? Uh, what song would you like to play for us next? Uh, let's do The Come Down. We're going in chronological order, I think, still I a little it. bit. Um, the Come Down is our single off of our last EP that came out mm-hmm. last year. And uh, yeah, this this song was kind of cool because it got a lot of more people into our band. We well, love that. Come down uh, out of the drives here in the Jam Happy Hour. And I've already got the records packed in my car and I'm coming back tomorrow if you think that we should talk. I'll take the books I never read You take the cards I wrote Them all for you And I can't shake the thought That we won't speak And I hate that we have to wait Another week Seems like the best that we can do With my life in the car, I guess It's something new An old friend's new life Keep me out of mind Some days I find this might take a while So keep me in a place where I can stay Far from the things you intend to throw away All of the words I couldn't hear Would never make a difference If we had another year I know it was something that I wanted But it's so hard to see that now When I'm pushing through the water Still feels like I'm coming down I still see us somewhere in a different room And don't find more blame One day you'll feel the same There's something that I wanted But it's so hard to see that now When you're pushing through the water Still feels like I'm coming down I know it was something that I wanted But it's so hard to see that now When I'm pushing through the water
still feels like I'm coming down Feels like I come 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 down we ended that one right that's cool. <laughs> right with a hard end i love that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about that earlier that i didn't know if we both remembered or i didn't know if i remembered um it's not one of those songs that it, it, you know lyrically you can kind of put a lot of different instances into so it's like one of those songs that's going to connect so like i hear it in a certain way you wrote it in a certain mm. way i'm sure casey you know put it together in a certain kind of way um how do you feel about when you do put these songs together and then they're just kind of released out into the world to take on whatever meaning they are? That's like my favorite thing about music, I think, is that it's that you can be specific and also vague enough that mm-hmm. it can like exactly what you said. Yeah. I love that. Like some of my favorite songs, I'm positive or at least very confident that the the songwriter or band meant did not mean what I thought it meant. But to me, it is that. And I love that so much about music that you can have this song that can kind of, even if you hear a word that doesn't, wouldn't make sense for your story. Like the, the energy and the feeling of the song can really just say something completely that, I don't know, speaks to you. And I love that so much. So I love that's my favorite thing. I always, Oh wow, that's beautiful. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. So rather than I have not heard that having a yeah. having the same thumbprint, oh, it's a heart print. So like it, 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 it like, I went for a footprint. <laughs> we're a footprint, <laughs> but it like it, it it connects with you in a way that you're like, oh my god, this is all about me. And so like yeah. mentally, yeah. you you put it together. Yeah, I think I I do write. I think consciously a little bit with that in mind that I like to. Because I know I'm going to, I mean, I don't, I write for myself, but I also know I'm, I'm going to release these things. And I yeah. like to write in a way that is going to be like, I like to be specific, but I also like to, to have things kind of be interpreted different ways. I think I like that where if, if I couldn't make the decision to make it really specific mm-hmm. or make the decision to make it kind of mean both things, I always tend to choose that because I like having that potential where it can mean so many various different things. I think as the consumer, as the listener, I, I, I honestly, it doesn't matter like either way. I think when you hear a great yeah, song, true, true. it just, it's a great yeah, song. That's so and true, and actually, if you hear yeah. your own kind of story in it, then awesome. And if not, you're just like yeah. jamming out to a great tune. True. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, if you had to choose, uh, like, what are you going to wake up and do tomorrow? Are you going to choose to be in the studio or on the stage? Oh, I know my answer is, oh, that's actually tough. Actually, I know my answer. <laughs> What is it? Do you want me to go? I want you to go first. I like the studio, (laughs) but that's just me. Like I, that's like my home and uh, you know, like I've had so many like amazing moments when you make a record or when it comes alive, essentially from an idea to like something more than an idea, like something that makes you feel uh, a certain way Mm -hmm. that to me is like magic. So that, yeah, I'm in the studio. Yeah. And despite, you? I would say maybe you'll be surprised by this. You're also in the studio. I'm also in the studio. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Which I was going to say, because I like to be, I like to perform oh. and I like attention. So it's surprising that I would, I think it's surprising that I would say that, but I'm the same way. I think creating the song is still my favorite part about the entire mm-hmm. process of being a musician. I think my favorite part is hundred percent creating something and feeling that little, yeah, that little sense of magic or something that you, when you create something that's never been made before yeah. and you're getting excited and then you're like recording the song and you're like, oh, we should add this and do, I think that's my favorite thing. And then, and then finishing a product is, yeah, that's my favorite. Well, having a finished cheers song. Cheers to that. Is, and cheers to yeah. the creating and having your favorite moments together. And uh, we just think it's wonderful that you're sharing it with us, uh, with us this evening here in the Jam Happy Hour. I'm going to nerd out with Casey for a second because I am yeah. a sound nerd uh how mm-hmm. many tracks do you have open typically um in a session mm-hmm. so i use ableton okay i with vocals i would probably say maybe 60 to <laughs> Jesus i don't even know the answer to 60? this i don't know yeah but it's a lot of like just the same track but duplicating it and Amplifying, kind of changing it, like echoing, a, like... but but just small differences, and I <sighs> don't want to keep it on the same track because I'm weird like that. Oh my god! But, okay, but at the same time, there's some songs that I have that are like 30 tracks, 
Not even. Sometimes You're like, like 30, like, like a know, baby small. track, but still that's, yeah, that's like a guy. musical accordion. So everybody at home for your tracks, uh, you have it's basically like lines across a, a notebook piece of paper. And each uh, line on the college rule is a different segment of music. And then you stack all the lines together and you create the sound. So when I'm asking about how many mm-hmm. tracks, I mean, I work vocally. So my tracks are typically, you know, five to six. And he's talking 60 mm-hmm. to 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And I make demos a lot of times just for these songs before we produce them in the studio mm-hmm. and yeah like my demos are like five or <laughs> i feel tracks. much better now thank you uh, <laughs> but but truly like i mean yeah these casey and geo would i wonder what geo's answer would be because he does Gio's he works in pro tools the same if not more but oh well drums oh my god yeah, oh, drums yeah. take up a lot of and then like vocals as well like yeah. it just takes up a lot like doing if you want doubles triples sometimes quads oh, yeah. of, of vocal <laughs> Go yeah. big. sometimes quads sometimes Go big. Quads. yeah so it's it just it stacks up yeah. thank you for nerding so. out with me momentarily in the sound department yeah. i find it fantastic we have time for one more song cool how crazy is this that is, uh the jam yeah. happy you know, this hour actually went, by it has this went perfectly timing wise because we have our most recent song that we just released mm-hmm. um in september that yeah. we'll play this one's called not that bad and uh, yeah, you can check it out on Spotify and all Amazon Music and all the places. Definitely. Follow along, support. Uh, it's the Drives and the Jam Happy Hour. Cheers. 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 I never wanted you. I never wanted you to stay I just came over there to find out What you're thinking of Where your head is gonna be Anywhere it goes is fine with me And now a week is gone And I'm still waiting for a call I guess I needed you all along But it's really not that bad And I don't think I'll be that sad I guess I just thought you'd want me back So if I wanted you, if I wanted you to stay, why do I tell myself I'm okay? When everything is wrong, and I can't see you when I want, I've been holding back for so long. So maybe it's that bad, but I'll never let you see me sad. Even if you never want me back I guess I'll let it all just fade to black Can't, can't say anything And I'll never try to make you mad, I swear And I'll never try to make you mad, I swear I'll never try, I'll never try, I'll never try to make you mad I'll never try, I'll never try to make you mad I guess it's really not that bad I'll never let you see me sad I guess it's really not that bad But I'll never let you see me sad Thank you so much for your time and your talent this evening. We've had the most fun. Thank Uh, you so much, yes. On behalf of the entire Jam family, uh, uh, it's been a delightful hour just kind of getting to know you a little bit better and getting to know your music a little bit better. And now as we are literally like a week away from a brand new year, I know you touched a little bit on new music. What can we expect from the drives in 2023? Um, Well, definitely expect a new EP that we're very excited about. 
releasing everybody. Um, five songs. So probably have some singles coming out in the first month from January and February and then the whole EP in early, early 2023 and then a lot of shows. So all this to, uh, live talk is perfect because we're excited to start playing a bunch. That's exciting. The best so, way yeah. to keep up with you guys is through obviously your socials, your Insta, your Spotify's yeah. like mm -hmm. Instagram, uh, Spotify is probably where most of the stuff gets, uh, all the stuff goes down. <laughs> well, uh, cheers to you. Cheers to the yeah, music. Cheers, cheers, cheers to Gio. Sorry you couldn't be with us this evening. But, <laughs> cheers uh, to you, Gio. Yeah. Andrew, Casey, he, thank you so much. I think he was watching out in Utah. Thank you. Oh, thank you so well, much. gosh, yeah. I hope so. Now go hit the slopes. <laughs> and um, have a beautiful evening, you guys. Thanks so much for hanging in the jam. Happy hour tonight with the drives. Uh, be safe. Be good. Good night. Bye.